0: Hello, this is Nathan Foster, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of the Renovare Weekly Podcast. Each week I interview a person related to various topics and issues in spiritual formation. And today my guest is Valerie Hess. Valerie comes to us from Boulder, Colorado, where she works in congregational music ministry. She is an uh, instructor with a masters in spiritual formation program at Spring Arbor University. She's written two books, Habits of a Child's Heart: Raising Your Kids with the Spiritual Disciplines, and then uh, her most recent book with InterVarsity Press is The Life of the Body: Physical Health and Spiritual Formation. And today Valerie works with the topic of our corporate gatherings, worship as formation. And I don't think I've ever heard someone talk so passionately about a Sunday gathering. And I was I love the towards the end she paints this picture of what does it look like to have church in the round. Um but at any rate, you'll you'll listen, you'll hear it. But uh uh as as always, thanks for thanks for joining us. Hi Valerie.
1: Hi Nathan. Hey, you've been working
0: with this topic of worship as spiritual formation. Could you share a little bit about that with us?
1: Yeah, um, as you know, your, your dad in celebration of discipline considered that worship was one of the classic spiritual disciplines. And, and, um, in the class that I teach, um, at Spring Arbor in their Masters of Spiritual Formation and Leadership program, a lot of students have a hard time under, when we get to that unit, they want to talk about worship and then we get into the whole worship wars and, and styles. But, but to talk about what it means for the discipline of worship can mm-hmm. often be a very new concept. This idea that worship isn't about us, mm-hmm. even though we benefit from it, mm-hmm. the whole idea that it is for God um, that there are there is a history to worship that goes back into New Testament times. There are structures. Um, that have continued through the church, capital C, um, since the day of Pentecost and before, um, and those disciplines and and in uh, North American Protestantism, there's a um, a sense that we always reinvent the wheel every time a new faith <laughs> community is uh, created. So, it's the idea of then, once we are in worship, how are we formed spiritually? it's okay. It's also the cliche that you know people who' sat in church their whole lives and are still mean and um hard-hearted and stingy. And mm. you know, how how did they go, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years of hearing the gospel? And having it not affect them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. You know, how did their spiritual formation not be shaped by worship, by the gospel? Mm-hmm. So I've been um, beginning to think about that whole idea. Um, and what does that mean for those of us who lead worship? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, when you say what does worship, mean? are you referencing uh, the music part of a service or are you referencing the whole service uh, Sunday Worship gathering. I'm
1: primarily um, referencing what happens when the corporate body gathers for worship, usually on a Sunday morning, but sometimes Saturday night or whatever. Right. Because it is out of that corporate worship that our private individual um, mm-hmm. worship times flow. Some te- some people think that it's their private stuff at home that then leads into worship, and and that really isn't the way it's meant to be. It's, it's from that corporate gathering of the local faith community that we go out into the world mm-hmm. to serve, but also to have our morning devotion and worship time, our weekly Bible study time, our meeting with friends, our interacting around the dinner table with our families. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean the whole thing. And, and the problem is when you, when you say the word worship, people oftentimes substitute music. Right. And then we're often running into the guitar versus pipe organ discussion, <laughs> <laughs> which is, in my mind, a real tertiary issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. in many people's, that's what's driving. You know, if it's 11 o'clock, it's guitars. If it's mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, it's pipe organ. If You know, whatever. I mean, it, that, that's just craziness in my mind. <laughs> um, it completely misses the point of what the gathered community is. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is when you use the word liturgy, people automatically assume you're talking Roman Catholic, Episcopal. But actually, every faith community that meets has some form of liturgy. Mm. I mean, otherwise, you'd have complete chaos and anarchy. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. mean, everybody knows when they show up, and I'm just going to keep saying Sunday morning with the understanding that not every faith community meets Sunday morning, but it's simpler. So when I show up on a Sunday morning, I know what's going to happen and in what order. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is a liturgy. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is, is that the historic form of the liturgy, that form that came down to us out of the synagogue and into the early church times, basically has four parts. It has a gathering rite. It has a word part. It has uh, the meal. And it has a sending part. Mm -hmm. And people, and you can fill that in any way you want. You have to gather people. You can do that in a short way, simply by calling them. You can sing 20 minutes worth of music, and you can do that anyway. Mm -hmm. Then you have the word section. That's where the word is read, preached. Um, You know, People are taught, whether you have three lessons uh, using the historic lectionary, three lessons in the psalm, or whether you have one lesson, whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make any difference. Then we come to the Eucharist. The thing that people often forget is that um, Christian worship was meant to have the Eucharist weekly that was the that was the model in acts okay. and that really the thing that defines Christian worship the thing that sets it apart is the name of Jesus and the Eucharist mm-hmm. all other religions have baptismal kinds of rites. They have studying of their scriptures kinds of rites. They have singing and all of that. Hmm. The Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord, is what really defines Christian worship. And so, you can do that elaborately, simply, however. I mean, there are multiple ways to do that. And then you have a ascending rite, which is basically a way to bless people and send them out to uh, work in ministry in the world. Now, and that whole event mm-hmm. could take 20 minutes. It could take two hours. It could be, it does happen, you know, in secret, in a basement, in a home in China, mm-hmm. fearing for their mm-hmm. lives. It happens in, in major cathedrals throughout the world with all the pomp and circumstance one could possibly hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that is the basic historic form and of 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 liturgy since the early church times. And what we fight over is how to fill in those parts. And mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. my sense, I don't care if you're singing Gregorian chants or use chant or using a kazoo. You know, if you're if you're doing those four parts and it's appropriate to your faith community, because the Nairobi um statement on worship and liturgy says that worship is meant to be transcultural, cross-cultural, counter cultural, and contextual. Okay. So that there's a lot of room for a lot of mm-hmm. of um localization mm-hmm. with the idea that we're not the only ones who've ever done this, and there are other people worshiping in the world right now as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that we're going against our prevailing worldly culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of freedom in that. (laughs) So, I mean, why do we fight over guitars or the pipe organ? I mean, it's just, it's like people were missing the point. Mm -hmm. And we lose then the ability for worship to form us spiritually in ways that will make us affect Monday through Saturday in our daily lives, whether we are the local garbage collector or a pastor or a seminary professor or a housewife (laughs) or fill in the blanks, that gathering of the local faith community every week (laughs) is meant to change us (laughs) so that we really are different. And I unfortunately don't see that happening in a lot of places. And I don't know why. Well, I was going to ask you,
0: you mentioned earlier about you know the person who's been sitting in the church for 50, 70 years, and we all know those people, and they're you know some who would remain very grouchy, and it seems as if it's making no difference for the way in which they live their lives and and so then and, and you mentioned they missed the point. What, what is the point? What are we hoping for from our gatherings?
1: Well, as I understand the gospel. And the, and the uh, New Testament explanation in the epistles of what that gospel looks like when the rubber, you know, the faith rubber hits the road mm-hmm. is that we, I am to be Christ where I go. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not a um, God complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. You know, I'm not going to walk into Whole Foods and heal everybody who's in a, you know, in infirmities and in, in the grocery store. But it does mean that I'm going to respond to the people that I encounter in that grocery store, mm-hmm. um, whether they are lovely and kind and helpful or, as Mother Teresa said, Jesus in a very dr- distressing disguise. <laughs> I am going to respond to those people as Christ himself would have responded. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then w- I oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, and that, and then, or, or in my job, or in my church, or in my neighborhood, I am to be Christ.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, how do? I mean, that's not something we can
1: force or fake, right? Uh, not. I haven't had any luck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe some people have, but I certainly haven't. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: it's going to be a a lived out natural response to something happening, something working within us, right?
1: It's going to be an absolute, as Larry Crabb said, inside-out job. I remember when his book um, Inside Out came out, Uh um, they were selling sweatshirts that were turned inside-out with the logo printed, you know, (laughs) on what would technically be the wrong side of the shirt. But it was this whole idea that when we encounter the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are new creations. Yes. Which doesn't mean that I'm no longer Valerie Hess with her unique personality, uh, temperament, gifts, quirks, uh, all of that kind of stuff, but that somehow Jesus, who was not a woman, Jesus, who did not give birth to children, Jesus, who did not go through menopause, but through my life, I am called to fill up the sufferings of Christ mm-hmm. <laughs> through my particular life as a postmenopausal white, uh, North American, 21st century woman, <laughs> yes. which is very different than what anybody else's call is. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How would Christ look if he, and I would say he is, because I have said yes to Christ, he is. In me and working in me, sometimes I shove him out of the way. Many times I shove him out of the way. (laughs) But the point is, if Christ was really, truly shining through my eyes, my voice, my mannerisms, Mm -hmm, what would mm -hmm. that look like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somehow that is not coming through in too many places in corporate worship.
0: Where do you see it? I mean, we could go two directions here. We could go, why not, and wrestle through that, which is a worthwhile discussion. But where do you see it working? Where do you see this weekly gathering helping form people uh, to live incarnational lives? <sighs>
1: Well, there are several things. And like I say, these thoughts are still um, a little raw in me, but uh, they're not fully formed. But it's the idea that, first of all, church costs us nothing. Okay. I mean, in places where the church is persecuted, you really have to make a decision whether you're going to take your life literally into your own hands and gather with that local faith community. Mm -hmm. So it's like going to Target. You know, it becomes an optional thing. Oh, well, you know, the kids have soccer this morning. Okay, well, the church will be there next week. You know, well, mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. go next week. So we don't understand. We don't understand that the theology is that heaven descends to earth mm-hmm. in corporate mm-hmm. worship. That in the mysteries of God, the church militant Worships with the church triumphant. Oh, oh and I wait,
0: work with that. The church militant,
1: militant, which is the church on earth, the church okay. that is still at war with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Yes. Worships with the church that has died and is now with Christ. Uh.
0: I just got goosebumps. We,
1: we don't know that. What? <laughs> I, like I just got yeah. goosebumps. I like yeah. that. So, and also for many of us, I have been a Christian my entire life. Okay. I was born into the faith, obviously. I have had moments of encounters and have made it my own and have grown in that. But I have heard the Christmas story a lot. <laughs> so it loses a bit of its mystery to me. Sure. You know? And we have to come up with some creative way to make it new because we're all so bored with it. Now, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush stroke, stroke, here, stroke brush here. But so we're all kind of sick of Christmas. So where do I mean, so we hear these gospel stories over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, OK, so what? And then the Eucharist. Now, a lot of people don't like to do it. Weekly, because they say it—you know—it doesn't make it special, and I understand that. That is attention, but I also say, if you're in a marriage relationship, do you only hug your spouse once a quarter because <laughs> you don't want the intimacy to not lose its excitement? Of course not. That's ridiculous. The problem becomes is when we bring our preoccupate, uh, preoccupied, unintentional. Distracted self to this mystery Mm. that Jesus Christ, however you want to explain it, is present Mm. in this bread and in this wine or grape juice, if you know, but somehow Christ is present, Mm. and we take Christ in, you know, in some of the ways I think it was Ezekiel was told to eat the scroll. Mm. We eat. The word of God, the logos of God, mm-hmm. Jesus the Christ. And somehow that becomes the same as going through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we have to. There's a lot of personal responsibility. And when we come into church expecting our clergy, the musicians, whomever, to entertain us, mm-hmm. we're all we're already we're already setting ourselves up for. Not that the Holy Spirit can't work, but we're making it much more difficult for the Holy Spirit to work and transform us. For us to enter into that mystery, to know experientially just a tiny bit, Revelations chapter 20 and 21 and 22, Mm -hmm. and take that out into our daily lives.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You said an interesting piece here, a personal responsibility I mean, how how have you been able to find this passion and love of the weekly gathering, and and to find such life in that, um, and to move beyond the you know the boring? Or I've heard this before. Um, how have you been able to do that? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, first of all, let me say I don't do it every week <laughs> consistently. Okay. Second of all, I have not grown up with the church model where you have an auditorium and a stage. Okay. Because that immediately sets up an entertainment audience mentality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whenever I teach about worship, I ask P- – I, and I don't like sports analogies a lot, but this one really works. I, I give people a sports stadium. And I asked them to put God, the worship leaders, and the congregation in the places of that sports stadium. Okay. And many people put God on the field, i.e., the congregation's in the stands Mm -hmm. and God is on the field playing the game. Okay. That is, in my opinion, very bad theology. Okay. Because. In reality, God is in the stands. The worship leaders are the cheerleaders on the side for the congregation, which is on the field, doing mm-hmm. worship. When people come into work, and I'm a musician. I, my day job is as a musician, so I am not anti-music of almost any kind. But when <laughs> you come into a place that has a huge band up front, the focus is on all the electronics. I have never yet ever seen anybody with a microphone who didn't fall into the MTV entertainment mode. I I mean, I'm not (laughs) judging their hearts. I'm just saying there's a physical, there's a physical reality to the way this looks Mm -hmm. that works Mm -hmm. on us subconsciously. And the band is so loud, it doesn't make any difference whether anybody in the congregation is singing or not. Mm -hmm. It's an entertainment thing.
0: right?
1: And I I mean... no, but I am these people love the Lord. I know that and I know they're seeking to worship God. I am not saying they are not. But what that I I truly believe people don't understand is the visual model that gives to people coming into worship. It's in a it's in a folding chair like the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And they sit down with their cup of coffee and watch the action on the stage. I find that a difficult way to be transformed
0: mm.
1: well, how, myself. Maybe. How would you propose we
0: reorder the layout of our buildings?
1: Well, I think one of the more successful models is in the round.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Is in the round um, where you have your – altar or communion table or whatever you want to call it in the center, mm-hmm. you have your musicians off to the side where they are able to lead, but not be the focus, mm-hmm. and that they are not amplified. Mm-hmm. I mean, the congregation has to carry the weight of the song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that the congregation can see each other, that they are looking at each other, but they're also focused on this central area, which hopefully has a cross or some of mm-hmm. the rich mm-hmm. symbols of the Christian mm-hmm. faith in the mm-hmm. center, if, you know, not an sure. altar or communion table. And that at that, and that we are here together like a family around Thanksgiving dinner table.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay then, and then the word is spoken or read from inside the from the circle? Yeah. Or would a yeah. So Yeah.
1: And the people come to the middle for the Eucharist. And the and the and the music is is maybe like or you know is is like at one end of the of the round or something like that. So they're part of the congregation, oh. but you know basically the definition of a choir. And you could use this as worship band or whatever you call it in your uh, faith community is the rehearsed part of the congregation.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: They are not the entertainers. They are not. They it means they've simply gone over the music and know it, Mm -hmm. so that they Mm -hmm. can sing it and help people who maybe aren't as familiar with it or are are new to you know they're a visitor to the to the congregation that day. Um, They're the rehearsed Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. of the congregation. Mm
0: -hmm. That's and um, yeah. I'm I'm liking this and and I'm. I, I, I work at a very small church that I actually think we could try uh, a Sunday in the round. Uh, I, it I, freaks tempted. people out. I bet. It's very intimate, isn't it?
1: Well, and you can't hide. Yeah. You know, because even if you've got like two or three rows, you know, of chairs around – Somebody's still able to see whether you're Mm -hmm. singing or, you know, that can be very Mm -hmm. vulnerable. And we're not used to being vulnerable with each other in our faith communities.
0: But it it essentially kills the entertainment here. I'm coming to a movie theater and everything's scripted. It does.
1: Now, the pastor or whoever's leading can still, you know, think that they're in Comedy Central, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know. I mean they can, that's the unfortunate. They have to understand <laughs> <laughs> that they're not up there <laughs> to tell jokes and you know, that sure. that we're here to transform these people into Christ as they go back out into the world. Uh, now that doesn't mean it has to be humorless, doesn't mean it has right. to be in, you know, flat and church Latin, cold, sure. but 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 you can tell when someone is preaching, even if they're engaging. Mm-hmm. Who they're working for? Mm-hmm. Are they working for God, or are they working for the congregation?
0: Mm. Working for approval and affirmation. Exactly. And, yeah. Image.
1: Get the numbers in. Get the offering plate up. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, this is really good. I love this. I have. I have one question. So um, I'm, I'm liking this, and I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy spending some time with it. Gather, word, meal, sending. What would, what are your thoughts on, on like a Quaker unstructured service?
1: I have to say I have never I have never been to a Quaker meeting. Okay. Um I, I so I have not experienced that. Um I think what the from what I understand, what the Quakers bring to the Christian tradition is so desperately needed in this twenty-four-seven society that we are in, that sense of sitting quiet. Mm -hmm. What we need is that format of gather, word, meal, and sending with some periods of silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Read the lesson and then sit down and shut up and let the (laughs) Holy Spirit speak before someone gets up and preaches.
0: Yes, yeah. Or
1: after someone preaches, sit down.
0: Yeah. Or
1: after the Eucharist, have some silence to let people absorb that the God of the universe has come to them as the infant, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, and that we have just beheld that in our hands and in our mouths. Mm. Don't you uh. think that requires a bit of silence? <laughs>
0: it's it, it, it's it's commonly called dead space which is anything well, but dead
1: <laughs> <laughs> it should be a live space because if we believe that the holy spirit is there and at work as your father says god has not developed laryngitis
0: <laughs> yes
1: god yes. will speak
0: <laughs> ba- valerie this is absolutely fantastic thank you for sharing your wisdom and passion and please do write this book
1: well, I'm I'm waiting on the Lord. Um, I, I I'm trying to figure out the best way to write it sure. because it seems it seems wrong that just this wordy text mm. about mm-hmm. spirit, you know, transformation and worship. I don't know. We'll see. God mm. will God will lead. <laughs>
0: yeah, it'll sift out. Well, good. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks.